Well, we passed the peace, and there's no organ fanfare. A little bit of awkward silence, followed by, you can all have a seat, and here's the announcements. Welcome to Lent. Lent, it's a, it's a journey in the wilderness. It's fasting. It's 40 days on the road to the cross, accompanied in B-flat minor. The people who invented Lent knew to place it in a time when the weather is abusive. Sunshine and warm turns and slaps you in the face with bitter cold. It's a tough season. In past years, I've embraced Lent by reading a Russian novel. Nothing like having a Siberian camp. It was a good day for Ivan. He got an extra potato. There you go. The Lenten discipline of awareness. But this year I prepared for Lent by uh, getting a shingle shot update, the one that comes in two doses. And so I arrived at the counter this week and the woman said, you're here for your shingle shot. I said, no, make mine a double, which I thought was pretty good. (laughs) But the woman apparently gave up her humor for Lent. Well, I received my single shot of the shingle shot and spent most of the next day in bed. It knocked me down. I got out of bed to keep my appointment with my dermatologist. I mean, why not? It's Lent. And so there I was sitting in the room on a cold table in a paper gown. The door opens. Are you having a good day? Oh, yes, I'm at the pinnacle of my life. She says, well, let's see if we can bring you down. This is the kind of give and take I have with my dermatologist. (laughs) Have you been applying sunscreen like I told you? Oh, yes, every night before I go to bed, I said. It never fails that she finds a spot or two that she wants to fry off. I say, can I get a second opinion? She says no. And then she proceeds to fry stuff off on my face. For a really long time, she does that. And I said, you enjoyed that, didn't you? And she said, oh, no. And then she leaves the room maniacally laughing. (laughs) This is Lent. The turn toward the wilderness, the wild beasts, the laugh of the devil, it all goes well with a minor key. You'll hear it in our text, but you'll also hear the major key of the good news. Listen for it. From Mark chapter 9, verses 9 through 14, hear the word of God. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Come, repent, and believe in the good news.
repent and believe in the good news. And here I've been thinking Lent is taking an inventory of our sinfulness. Repent, turn, and embrace good news. The challenge these days is finding it. But when we find it, we all know how to embrace it, right? Believing in good news is easy. The cover of the bulletin this morning features the faces of a few people who have been served by Westminster Home Connection, the nonprofit that we have down the hall, but more so out into the world. Those faces have received the gift of a grab bars in a tub or maybe received a a new kitchen floor that had been rotted out. Maybe a wheelchair ramp gives them some freedom. I have on occasion met some of those clients at the Home Connection clients, and I have never had to challenge them to believe the good news. I've never had to explain the good news to them. They just knew it when they saw it. These people who come and repair and give and help, They saw the salvation. They knew it. Joy, prayer, and praise all in the major key. Who has problems believing in good news? We know it when we see it. Who has problems believing in the bad news? We know it when we see it and when we don't see it. Since the beginning of time, we have been wired to be on the defensive. Bad news is just around the corner. It's in our DNA. There was a time when our DNA sat around fire in a cave with a spear, and we would take turns at night watching the open door. After a while, we domesticated the dog so as we could get some sleep. The dog would sound the alarm to any thump or bump in the middle of the night, and we were quick to grab the torch or spear, whatever is out there to get us. We, we have that fear. After we domesticated the dog, we domesticated the cat. We did this so... I have no idea why we domesticated the cat. Anyway, we have lived fearfully ever since. We have honed our defenses, and now we have guarded our health, home, and auto. We have stubbornly guarded our DNA, our standard of living. We fear everything that is coming our way. It's in our, we believe the bad news. We believe the bad news. We embrace the bad news. We buy into it. We sell our souls to it. Can you count the waves that you fear that embrace the fear? Is it any wonder why the surveys ask, how are you feeling? And the results are, well, I'm depressed, I'm holy, 
lonely, I'm, I'm afraid. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The woman on the cover of your bulletin has no problem believing the good news. She offers her prayers, and she offers her praise. Good news, you believe it when you see it. And some say that the good news is rather scarce these days. It's not scarce. I have a friend who's a Presbyterian, who was a Presbyterian pastor. He got burned out, so he taught uh, for a good number of years uh, in a school. And then he retired, and then he became an Episcopal priest. So you see, his life has gone from bad to worse. I'm, I'm kidding. I love being in his presence because he believes good news. He sees it in the dark. He visits his wife in a memory unit every day. She knows him but doesn't know why she knows him. And for him, there's a sadness there. But he finds some good news in those who care for her and those who care for him. He sees the good news. He speaks of the good news. He fills the void of sadness with good news. He's a prayerful man. He keeps rosary beads in his pocket and testifies to the presence of God. He believes good news. He says, we all just need to pray more. He believes it. We just need to just make a simple time of prayer, he says. Every day, just maybe even five minutes, he says. You can take some rosary beads and stick them in your pocket and you can just go, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And you can just repeat that over and over and over again until you reach the end. And by the time you reach the end, he says good news. He says you can do it again. And this time you just tell the Lord, I shall not want to be stubborn. I shall not want to fill my heart with meanness. I shall not want to be so into myself. You get to the end. Whew, good news. It's right there. It's not scarce. I received a note from Chad Folk last night. He wrote me and he said, uh, you know, I never look forward to Lent. I never have in my life. I've always wanted to, 
take an airplane and just get to Easter. He said, however, this year I've spent some time in the wilderness, and those of you who know Chad know that his mother was brutally murdered. He wrote that during the last 40 years, I have 40 days, I have experienced events I could never have created. I had to wade through the thought of my mom going missing, and then I had to search for signs of her life under great deception from someone whom I loved. I've had to crawl through dumpsters, discovered where she was buried, and I've had to tell my family that. His 40-day list went on and on and on and on. He said, however, it is clear to me why Jesus was ready to tell the world, believe the good news. He said, one thing that I have received and learned in the wilderness is that when you are forced to be vulnerable with your heart, soul, and mind, you receive nourishment much greater than any casserole or drink can satisfy. That this God of ours provides angels to minister people, the body of Christ, to share countless expressions of hospitality. By trusting Christ, I receive my daily bread from unexpected sources. Those unexpected sources are you. You who believe in good news. You know, we are in this wilderness of this world together. I do believe our DNA wires us to be very afraid. And I do know that the world knows how to self-fear and fear cells. But what we know is that we and everyone like us hungers and thirsts for good news. It's right here. It's right here. Believe the good news. 